0: resource for warhammer underworlds in under 30 months hiatus i'm your host Davey, and uh the true host the person who's never missed an episode is with me as well how's it going phil
1: (laughs) hey it's going all right
0: yeah uh well i would welcome you back but uh it's kind of the other way around a little bit and yeah you know i guess uh anyway
1: hear your dulcet tones again
0: uh, they have been described as such by people who are not me, but <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's been good to get back. Uh, before we get into things, we're we're recording uh, the first week of January here. We just have the the first uh, box set, and we're waiting on the next, which should be Cager's Ravagers. But yeah, we have not uh, we've not been together for an episode in uh, quite some time. I should have looked it up. What are we? Eight, nine months, something like that.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, it's got to be at least that
0: yeah uh and it hasn't just been a, a hiatus from recording it's it's been almost like an entire uh underworld shutdown so uh that is that is some other context you're gonna have we're we're kind of or me specifically kind of coming back at this with some pretty fresh eyes uh, as far as that goes uh it's kind of it's kind of neat to be on that end of things so
1: yeah i i can imagine that with a new set coming out it's almost it's almost perfect timing to be like hey what's this underworld's thing that everybody's doing?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. Uh, you know, as some of, uh, personal responsibilities kind of balanced out a little bit and all that sort of thing, but also seeing, seeing the dire chasm box come down the line and being real excited about the miniatures and all the, all the new changes and, you know, all the, all the great stuff that you and I both love about when that game is in that state of flux, uh, here it mm-hmm. is. It's, it's the time to kind of rediscover everything. So, um, yeah, but yeah, so today we're we're going to talk about that dire chasm box uh, and about some of the overall big changes that sort of coincided with it. It's going to be kind of broad reaching. There's uh, there's plenty of blogs and podcasts out there that kind of got in there right as it was happening, uh, and they'll. Uh, so we're just going to give kind of our our uh, take on that. But uh, before we do, uh, we're going to hit some some community outs here. Uh, something we like to do. Uh, Phil, you got anything you wanted to do?
1: Yeah. So I mean, I. I haven't had a whole bunch of time to listen and that's unfortunate, but I I have been seeing that other people have been posting stuff still and, uh, have been putting up episodes and organizing tournaments and just generally keeping the community rolling through all these crazy times. And I just, uh, just want to make sure that people understand just how cool that is, that they're still being able to do that. Um, for folks like us who've had to sort of step aside for a while uh, it's great to know that it's always here, that we can always come back to it, and that there's there's always people playing online and talking about the game and putting out new content. Um, mm. So that's just really appreciated.
0: Yeah, I liked. Uh, I kind of liked coming back and sort of easing. It was a thing where like, oh, I've got enough time where I could, I'll check out a blog. I, you know, I think it was trying to check out some of the Direcasm reviews and that sort of thing, like see see some of the card reviews and and that sort of thing and then slowly branching out um so in particular i wanted to to uh give give a nod to no gets no glory who i don't know if i just like match up with rohan sweeney's sense of humor or whatever but like just felt all warm inside reading that article He's, (laughs) he's a funny dude i really appreciate his uh my only regret is that he doesn't post more often so uh that was pretty enjoyable and then uh and then especially to underworld's db which with all the time off there are all these new like cool things added to it like new filters yeah. and new ways of managing all the new game setups and in particular I, the reason i specifically bring it up is uh i was playing a webcam game against my brother and he was trying to build a deck kind of quickly he had a hrothgorn deck that he'd liked uh back a little while ago but he'd he'd been hadn't been able to play in a while and so uh what he did is got on there he dropped you know cut all the things that had left because of rotation but he was a little bit overwhelmed on how to you know how to build uh this kind of on short notice and so he hit that uh complete the deck automatically button and it filled it in for him and he was he was real happy with the results like it you know it, it's not going to necessarily build you your tournament winning deck but it was it was perfect for what we were looking for which was you know get him get him back on the board quick yeah uh, and uh so it was pretty good we ended up having a, a great game of it we had a little dread pageant versus Frothcorn. Uh,
1: Very fun. nice also. well i haven't used that yet but i've seen it and uh it's cool to know that it's it's slick um i know there's some times where i'm wanting to play with a new faction and i always you know, my normal deck building strategy is to just like sit down and then go through all the objectives that I would want to use and then all the ploys, and you know, and it takes like two hours or something. <laughs> and sometimes yeah. it's like, you know what, I should just play these guys before I try and think about all the strategies. So, oh, sure, that'd probably be yeah. a, a great way to just get a springboard just to try something out before you sink a sure. bunch of time into deck building.
0: Yeah, if you're going to dive in, get something out of magic and then play it and see what you like and don't like. And there you go. So, um, anyway, uh, but yes, uh, to your point, thank you to everybody who's creating content, uh, out there. I know, um, Path to glory has, has put out a ton of stuff in the, in the meantime. And yeah. so that's been awesome to, to see that I have not worked my way through back, back through everything. It's, it's just comforting to know it's, it's there when I need a break from other inputs, I can, I can go dip my toe in, you know, they did all these Warband reviews and go check that out. So, uh that's what's going on with the community what's going on with you or what the heck is going on with you
1: well uh honestly not a ton i mean uh we played we've played a few matches online just to mm-hmm. check out this new box see what these elves and slanesh followers are all about mm-hmm. it's pretty cool um but other than that i've just slowly been building some seraphon models and waiting for february uh, people who want to reference back to the release schedule will know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> excited for in that month.
0: You're talking about the, uh, the roadmap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So roadmap, you got, we uh, got some, some lizard boys coming our way in February, supposedly yeah. assuming everything stays on schedule.
0: Sure. Always subject to change, but yeah, you uh, you've been, you've been eyeing that possibility for, uh, I guess since the game came out, more or less. Recall,
1: yeah, so. pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my two my two main warband or armies, I guess, in fantasy slash Age of Sigmar were Zinch and Seraphon. So I got Zinch pretty early, and they were not great. And uh, <laughs> so hoping, hoping second time around when we get yeah. a faction that I'm excited for that
0: they'll be pretty good. But It'd be a, a war band full of Narvia and Tourash. So. yeah yes, perfect.
1: <laughs> Just yeah. what I wanted in yeah, uh, exactly harder right. mode um, <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Davy? What's been the, what the heck has been going on with you?
0: I've been doing some delicious, delicious organizing, so in the same uh in the same preparation where my brothers was trying to put a deck together, I had built uh, several decks, and then I was like, oh, I actually have to put the cards physically like in sleeves and. Uh, apparently i had left my stuff in a state where you know you've got like you know build a deck and then kind of raid it for another deck and then raid that for another deck and so i think i had like five or six half built decks around in various states of disrepair and not only that but they were like set in random spots in my model room so when i went to i didn't realize this but when i went to start building i was like i am i'm am missing feels like half my collection like 100 <laughs> we're sure where to start so uh so was it, I guess it was the last night I, I sat down, laid out all my card binders, got a big pile of cards around me. It was very, it was a very Zen moment for me of, uh, sorting them all away and, uh, un- unsleeving some of the stuff that will, you know, won't be used in championship. It might, might still see some, uh, use in other formats and, and such, but, uh, yeah. it was, uh, it was a very meditative process felt, felt good, especially have it all done, have them all squared away. So but, I think, uh, uh
1: Aaron would be very proud of you to have all your cards in the right appropriate places <laughs> I,
0: I'll, I'll, I, uh, I thought about sending him pictures but <laughs> so. um, that uh, like I said playing some webcam games with my brother uh, that was with dread pageant uh, really liking those guys I'm excited to talk more about them um, played we've I think we' split our uh, pageant purifier series about 50, 50, and they've been very, very different kinds of games, uh, how we mm-hmm. got there. So it's been, uh, that's been a ton of fun. That's been motivating. And then I played, uh, I, I started this little project where I thought I'd work my way through, uh, all the old war bands. And we'll talk about this more. When we talk about rotation, but the short of it was, I was like, well, I'll look at old war bands and just try and put a deck together for them quick, just to see what's out there and kind of forces you to look through some of the other cards uh, some of the cards that are still in the universal pool and re-examine the faction cards that in the past, maybe you would have thought, ah, this is not worth it. But now that you have a shallower universal pool or there's, you know, new combos could have been unlocked, uh, that is worth taking a look at. And, uh, the first one that landed on that I like, I kind of ran out of steam with, uh, reavers, but, uh, built a steel hearts that I was pretty kind of, kind of curious to try out. And it's had some success. It's pretty fun. Uh, and maybe, maybe the most fun for when you put them down and the other person is like, what? (laughs) You're
1: playing those old, like decrepit guys. (laughs) Yeah. hanging around season one.
0: Yeah. They're lacking some, some flash and flare with their three movement range one. But, uh, I don't know. It's, it's been kind of fun. I don't think it's a a world beater, but, uh, it's, uh, it's a fun project to kind of do. And I, I kind of recommend it for anyone who's got some time on their hands. If, if they want to just uh, explore the game a little bit that way, but cool. Um, yeah. So uh, what do you say we get into the, uh, the main uh, episode here? Let's do it. All right. So we're going to, I say we're talking about dire chasm. Like I said, we're going to talk about some of the big things. Uh, and these are the things that kind of caught our eyes as, as being particularly significant. So um, there's, there's going to be a few things that kind of go through the cracks, but they're, they're kind of the ones that really still after that initial uh, rush uh, where everyone was kind of looking at everything, th- these are the things that kind of uh, were still, still sparking some uh, conversation for us or, or, or that sort of thing. So we're, we're going to talk about some of the new or change rules, some of the new mechanics we've seen, uh, some of the impact of rotation, a little bit about formats, and then uh, some listeners have asked us for a little bit of speculation. So uh, we'll indulge in a little bit of that too. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, we're in the dire chasm season. Um, There's been a few new and changed rules, uh, support. I think everyone knows about that at this point. Um, Phil, this was, you want to lay it out for us?
1: Yeah. So, so the basic gist is that previously when you were trying to figure out whether you had support or not, you needed to have a number of fighters in addition, like above your opponent supporting fighters to be able to count supports of successes so if you wanted one you'd need one more fighter now it's just a flat do you have x number you get that many support you know facings to count for successes so well getting supports on your attacks is now a lot easier it's also much easier to get them on defense um so a lot of math has kind of changed now with support and so you you need to kind of reevaluate some of that stuff um basically more dice now is m- potentially much more accurate if you can have support um, which I think is good um, yeah it's not a like crazy buff but it's just enough to suddenly mean that like positioning your fighters to give support could make a big difference
0: yeah I, I see it uh, so I, I think the the folks who crunch the math you know say it's it's advantage to the attacker generally speaking it's the advantage to the person who has more dice. Uh, which is almost always the attacker. Mm-hmm. If it's not, then good luck to you. But uh, <laughs> uh, I and the the circumstances where supports cancel themselves out. You know, some games it would never come up. Uh, some matches it'll never come up. I think the place you see it or I've seen it the most often is if I'm uh, if I'm attempting some kind of scything attack. Usually, yeah. Um, and that'll that'll be kind of fun for. I feel like that makes that a little bit more interesting as far as, as setting that up. Uh, and then I think uh, it may it may give a little bit more edge there's some cards that say you know uh i don't know, like the um condemners have uh the card that gives them a innate single support or something like that so mm-hmm. you know it just gives a little bit more of a bump to cards like that that uh you know where th- that rely on you know this will happen if you roll a successful support it's more more likely that a support will be a success instead of just being canceled so for sure um, Cool. And then I guess the last thing I'd say about this is I I think, uh, it's generally acknowledged that a lot of a lot of players were playing this wrong and didn't realize it. And a lot of players were playing it, uh, the way it's been changed to. And I think from a rules design perspective, if you've designed a rule, you know, even if it's better in the way, you know, if if it is mechanically, so you know, let's say for whatever reason you decided it was mechanically better for them to cancel out, you know, if there was more decision making. Uh, challenges there or something like that Uh, but if most of your player base is playing it wrong it's probably not an intuitive enough rule to to have been designed like that it it probably deserves to change
1: Um, yeah yeah for sure And, and I think that you know if if there's ever a situation I think we've talked about this before but if there's ever a situation where a rule is confusing enough where like you feel like you're Pulling one over on somebody for playing by the rules, that mm-hmm. you are, you probably need to simplify the rule. Um, because, like, yes, technically you're following the rules, but if your opponent doesn't understand it, then it, it just feels bad to have to be like, wait up,
0: this is how it actually works. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, not too big a deal, but fine moving forward. I think, uh, I think it'll be that that much easier and I, I i didn't even think about that but you're 100 percent right like it will be a little bit easier to explain at the game store and you won't have that feel bad moment mm-hmm. uh, um, let's see the other one uh glory for the big guys so if you take out a fighter with six wounds or more two glory instead of one
1: yeah uh, and i think kind of to go along with this one i mean it's not exactly the same as this but primacy kind of fits into some of this as well mm um where you're big big hits, you know, killing people in one hit. Now obviously you can get primacy through holding objectives as well. Mm. Um but I think it kind of goes along with some of this like yeah, you get two glory now for killing fighters with six or more wounds, but they tend to hit harder and for killing mm. a fighter in one hit, you now get the primacy token which can give you extra glory.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think the the bottom line is where this makes a difference. I, again, it's it's most games doesn't matter at all because either there's no fighter that gets up to six wounds, or no fighter at six wounds dies, or the game was not decided on one glory. Right. So yep. like when you when you drill down that far, the number of times. And having said that, though, I think just in one of my recent games, all of a sudden it was a really big deal. So uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Slake Slash, I, I gave an extra wound, and all of a sudden. Uh, that was almost the, yeah. the difference in the game. It was like, man, wow, not, uh, I think I had to put another wound on him for him to survive long enough to score me two surge objectives in the next activation. So it got me two glory, but I had to give up one to get there, uh, and it was in a real close game. So it, it didn't, it didn't quite decide it, but it was, it made things, it was uh, made the decision making stressful. So I, I guess in the moment you don't know if that one glory is going to make the difference or not. So. Uh, easy yeah. to say after the fact so I, I like it makes sense you know so yep um another one this is not an official rule uh but we've seen uh, well no i should say uh there's some championship rules from last game that became permanent like limits on lethal hex placement a six surge limit in your deck uh there was a change about how feature tokens can move and uh what i think that shows we don't need to kind of get into the details of those, but what I think it shows is that the championship format is kind of like a, uh, a testing ground, a trial ground for what rules might, uh, might get locked into the game proper. I, I think that's kind of a cool way to, to trial things out and see if they want to make them permanent. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I think that makes sense, right? Cause if you're going to try and tighten the game down, championships are the place to do it mm-hmm. because people are going to, care the most about the balance being just right and will be more than happy to give you feedback if it's not
0: Mm um and that speaking of of championship format rules one of the ones that's introduced in this season so not an official rule yet but you can anticipate that it might be down the line is the uh boards can only be offset by four hexes how do you feel about this one
1: um on the face of it i think it's probably good i haven't really like played enough or counted out hexes enough yet to figure out how dramatic of a change it's going to be. But, um, I think, I think there was almost never a time in season three where people weren't playing with like max horizontal offsets. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have to imagine that along with the support changes, they're probably trying to sort of get people to each other faster. Um, and, I think, you know, even those like two small rules changes might be enough to start bringing aggro back more. Cause I know aggro has always sort of felt like it was a little bit of feast or famine because there's a, a I mean, could quibble about whether it's an issue or not, but like the number of end phase objectives that really work for aggro play is often not as great as it mm-hmm. is for some of the other play styles um and so giving making it easier for them to get into combat might be just enough to sort of start to tip the scales back to being more balanced um mm-hmm. and so i have to imagine that they're kind of hoping for that sure it might also mean that more people play lengthwise um
0: right if you see hallway a little more often yeah sure could be i i what I like about it, it felt like there were certain, and you know, there's some boards that have rotated out that were particularly egregious for this, but (laughs) it felt like there were some matchups that it would all of a sudden go, you know, like one side would immediately be favored 80, 20 if they managed to get the max offset. Yeah. This feels like it takes that. I mean, one hex is, is seems like it's not that much, but we talk about the value of one hex with a, with a sidestep or something like it's, it's a big deal. And it just means that there's fewer, Fewer starting hexes that get really stranded. So yeah, um, I I can't say that I've had any like one singular moment where I was like, oh man, this is so much better. Uh, but it's just been as as an opponent's getting ready to you know put a board down. And I'm worried about the offset. I'm like, oh okay. Like I don't basically my board selection isn't as fraught as it was before. It's still super important, but I'm not. I'm not desperately trying to for, find the board that like, please, is there a board that I don't just lose, if you, <laughs> <mac> access, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, so I, I think that's a real positive change. I'm, I'm happy to see that. And I'm happy to happy to find out if I'm wrong about it um, after, after playing more games, but definitely. So um, yeah. Anything more you want to say about uh, kind of new or updated rules or things that we've seen? I don't,
1: think so i think that's pretty much all the the new stuff if any if we missed anything let us know but i'm pretty sure that's all the new new and yeah. changed rule there's
0: there's you know some there like i said there's there's going to be a few things that may have uh slipped through the cracks we're really just kind of hitting the ones that we're most interested in here the uh uh so let's talk about some of the new mechanics that one of our, uh Paven was asking us what new mechanics and war bands were particularly interested in like what what are we what do we like about what we're seeing and what do we want to see? Um, uh, Specifically with mechanics, uh, we see uh, the, the two new ones, brand new ones are, are primacy and hunger, right? So, uh, I think hunger is a little bit, uh, quicker one to talk about here. It's, uh, it's a new resource. And right now to be, to be frank, it's, it's not fully developed yet. Um, you could probably score some of those hunger objectives, because you're you know by having the the most fighters with hunger on them uh because not a lot of people are going to be doing it but i think it's just a thing to keep your eye on right
1: yeah yeah i mean it definitely feels like something they're going to be building up towards as the season goes on um Mm -hmm. it has a a very similar feel to the early season three hunter quarry mechanic where it felt like something was missing (laughs) Um, when the box kit first came out because we're like okay cool what's hunter and quarry it doesn't really seem to do a whole lot Mm -hmm. and at that time it really didn't um so you saw a lot of the stuff get skipped over but by the end of the season it was getting used a lot and i would imagine you'll probably see the same effect
0: yeah it'd be interesting to see if there's a a hrothgorn for hunger right like as hrothgorn is to hunter quarry so is x warband to hunger uh yeah which well, if, we had, if we didn't already see ghouls i would have expected you know like ghouls well yeah that'd be that, that, but uh
1: makes perfect sense i suppose we could probably talk about that some in our uh, speculation section of like sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll which are there any of these war bands that we think yeah. are going to be using that
0: um well you mentioned uh we kind of related this to, to hunter core and that's something that we're seeing continuing so it hasn't been hasn't been left behind and that's not not uh too surprising. We, magic didn't just go away after night vault there were still uh, spells and stuff so I, I don't know if this means we'll have hunter quarry in perpetuity or if it's just as long as we're in the realm of Gur or, or how that'll work but uh, mm-hmm. uh a number of new cards that that really kind of help lean into that and uh i more ways to become a hunter or to capitalize off of being a hunter all that sort of thing and it seems like this season if we're not already we we will be getting to that critical mass of it being pretty important to people who aren't just named rothgorn yeah
1: yeah. for sure um i mean i i think at this point you you're almost like even if you don't necessarily mean to you're probably going to be playing a lot with hunter and quarry because there's a lot of good cards now that make you a hunter or make you a quarry and i i mean we already had a few staples that made people quarries just because they were so strong. But I think now there's some that you would take, not because they're like so good, they're restricted, but just because they, you know, might fit your play style and they also make you a quarry. So it's like, well, it's just going to kind of be all over the place. Um, and so I think maybe you'll have to think about some of that a little bit, um, weighing some of the positives and negatives of each card. Mm -hmm. Sure. Uh,
0: well, that leaves Primacy as a as a new mechanic. Uh, and for those who don't know, Primacy is a token that you can earn or steal from the other player. Uh, and if you have earned it at the end of the round, you can trade it in for a spent glory, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so at most, you could earn, if you're not counting objectives that are looking to see if you've picked up Primacy or, or anything like that, Uh, at most you could earn three unspent glory, but three unspent glory is, is a pretty big deal. Like if you think of it as, uh, an end phase objective that is not taking up a spot in your deck, uh, that's a, that's pretty great. Like if you had to, got to have a stealth 13th objective in your deck or something like that, that, uh, didn't occupy a space in your hand, that's, that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, what I do like is that there's some counterplay to it, so you can, you can kind of there's a way to kind of steal it back. I think some warbands are going to struggle against it. I imagine Gits are probably sweating it a little bit. <laughs> um,
1: yeah. Well, I would think also, um, Sepulchral guard and spike Claw swarm are probably not going to like people who are playing with a lot of primacy stuff because not only do they have fighters who are easy to kill from full health to dead in one hit, but
0: they'll be bringing them back to life. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so Uh, and we've seen some evidence of cards that interact with primacy some some objectives but some that give you a benefit while you have the primacy uh token or counter mm -hmm. i can't remember which is which but uh while you have primacy you get a certain benefit that's pretty interesting to me because each round you've got to give it up Uh, and so anything you know let's say you're planning on getting it in your first attack but you whiff that Well, all of a sudden, the the benefits of having primacy, you know, with that that combination start dwindling because there's less and less of the round where you have primacy. So it'd be interesting to see how many people can actually build around it versus just trying to earn it in the course of that game.
1: And if I'm remembering correctly, you can also get it through holding four objectives at once.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, Right. I guess we didn't. You get it at the end of an activation if you're holding four or more. uh, If you one shot a fighter or if you take out an enemy leader with an attack action so not not yeah. with lethal. yeah
1: i mean or i i think that'll basically go like in order of kill a fighter in one hit that has no wounds kill a leader hold four objectives like mm-hmm. that'll be like the percentages in terms of how often you Gosh. see primacy actually happen right, right.
0: yeah the um uh... There's a, there's a card, was it a glorious triumph where if you take somebody out, you count as holding one more. I think that's the way most people will probably get to four is that they'll find a way to hold three and so I think if somebody gets primacy by holding four, I think that's, that might be the most common way you see it. Uh, But it's interesting, right? Because there's two parts to this. You want, you want a heavy hitter so you can earn it. If you, if you're trying to build into primacy, you want a heavy hitter so you can earn it, but you also don't want to give it up. And so Mm -hmm. Molog likes it because he can. He can earn it, but also he's got squigs that will yeah, potentially be one-shotable and then give it up to the other side. Same same with the noblars with uh, right? Yeah. So.
1: yeah, it almost seems like it was uh, built for the orcs. Either <laughs> either version, because yeah. it's like sure. neither of them are easy to take out in a single hit and they can hit pretty hard themselves.
0: Yeah. Uh, Bash and hack I accepted, but...
1: Well, yeah. give them an <laughs> upgrade. They'll be fine
0: give <laughs> a weapon actually speaking of weapons uh we got a new weapon yeah uh, new weapon tooth type. right um pretty cool right rerolls yeah. if uh if the target has a move or charge correct
1: i believe that that's correct yeah um it's reroll one dice if they have one or more move and or charge tokens mm-hmm. yeah um, and i i don't know i feel like that's pretty good
0: yeah yeah it's not uh it's not busted but it's it's pretty solid um (laughs) we got a couple good ones right out of the gate the uh the spear and the arrows Uh, the arrows are range four which is spicy yeah um and nice in this in this day and age of wanting to make sure that people don't stand on objectives you have the chance of you know plinking people off uh and they also make you a hunter which is cool so it's a they, I feel like they've been sneaking more and more of this, Hey, by the way, you also become a hunter, uh, onto mm-hmm. different, uh, different upgrades or different power cards. And that was going to help unlock some of the hunter quarry stuff, you know, uh, for people who are not Rothcore because, or, you know, and then there's, I, I keep saying Rothcore, but there's, there's other people that this applies to, right? Like, uh, you got a bunch of hunters in the, uh, wolf Riders. Yep. So, um, uh, but uh, the more of this there is, the more you have the chance to unlock Hunter for some of these other warbands that could benefit from it. So for sure. Uh, and then, side note: uh, we I don't think we've ever gotten the weapons in the core box before. Uh, Correct. Usually comes out with the first expansions. So uh, we did have uh, we did have eight Nullstone weapons, I think, because there was the extra re-release of uh, Steelheart and Garrick. Uh, when they came out they they brought but uh we've had six shade glass eight stone six amber bone and so presumably if unless we have surprise warbands coming in here we'll probably see eight um
1: yeah unless uh, unless they're trying to drop some of them that have been problematic in the past but mm. i mean oh yeah i see maybe you
0: know, maybe they're not gonna play it out all the way through
1: certain mechanics i mean like I don't know like the mace they had to put on the restricted list because they were seeing it's like, Oh, that's too much to have full rerolls, So maybe we won't see a mace now that they built reroll as like the main mechanic or something. Sure. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, anyway, so I, they seem totally fine. Totally interesting. Could be, yeah. uh, could be handy for you. I, I think they're, they're a cool spot. I like, I like what they've done with that. Um, was the other thing oh uh this this might go into speculation so we've we've always seen something that you could pile a bunch of you know gotta catch them all sort of thing like (laughs) uh relics or tomes or lost pages i guess maybe urgrub kind of counts in there a little bit i think it Uh, does arena mortis the uh mortis relics although there's no objective associated with that right but yeah um is there is there anything we have now that we think Is there anything that we've seen so far that you think would fit that or is that still to come or what do you, what do you think?
1: I don't think we've seen anything yet. Um, at least not that I am
0: coming up with right off the top of my head. Uh, yeah, because poisons are gambits and sword traps. So there's not really something there.
1: I mean, I I would like to see them try and come back to poisons just to do more with it because mm -hmm. it's, felt like a cool mechanic that they just didn't fully develop but i guess the only the only new thing that we have um in the cards just looking through them right now just to try and figure out if there's anything is that we do have a a keyword on slick rock for trap Mm -hmm. so we could see traps but again that's ploys um and they didn't do a whole lot with poisons so Mm. um i don't know if we'll see anything
0: with traps either yeah and they it's not like a stack them up sort of thing mm-hmm. i don't i mean i i know that they've struggled some like relics basically had to get errated until they were <laughs> out of the game tomes yeah. got restricted uh until they were you know like individual tomes and the objective associated with that and then even even lost pages and this this i i say secondhand knowledge because it the sort of lost pages builds occurred at a time where i was not involved in the game It was interesting to come back and hear people like oh lost pages builds i'm like what really oh, <laughs> okay. the game has moved on yeah uh so uh i guess there's no guarantee that they'll they'll do it again I, i'd like them to try i feel like they're getting closer and closer to like and it's it's kind of fun like it's fun to mm-hmm. if they if they get it right it's it's kind of a neat way to to do it it's fun yeah. I, I don't know like eh, i don't know some sometimes just the, it, it's like getting uh if you play a uh, MMORPG or whatever you're trying to collect a set or something like that it has that vibe. <laughs> to, to yeah, it yeah. uh, Scratching some kind of a itch for me. So
1: well, and I, I don't know. It feels like with the Mortis and the Urgrub, that maybe they're they're starting to sort of hone in that like, don't have glory tied to the number of upgrades or the actual upgrades themselves. Have it tied to like some separate outside thing because mm. like, if it's an objective that you score that just gives a flat amount when you have all of the stuff on that, then there's like a whole timing thing that you have to figure out. But then also you're not getting anything if you don't have it come up in the right, you know, like if someone with your grubs dies before you draw the actual upgrade or the ob- objective, yeah, then you didn't really gain a whole lot out of it, except that I guess those upgrades are still serviceable by themselves, but
0: like they're, sure. there's nothing wrong with any of those on their own you got any you got anything that you was kind of your favorite of the of the new mechanics or cards or anything that's come in with the the new season
1: well we've got a a few things that i liked a lot in the new universals and then i also just had one that i thought was fun as just like i don't know there's every so often there's just a few cards that i think they just hit right on the head for the Either the art or the flavor text. Um, what, but so, what card are you thinking of? Uh, I really like Fearsome Trappings, um, which is... Is this one of the ghoul ones? It's the ghoul one where he's wearing <laughs> like a flesh, a skin cloak or whatever. Um, the actual effect, you become a hunter, and then if you have the primacy token, you can reroll attack dice for that attack for the fighter's attack rolls, which is actually pretty decent. But... Um, The the text is Duke Crackmare talking and it's just like (laughs) and then they have it in in quotes. Translation, have you ever seen such noble regalia? And it's just (laughs) like, oh yes. You got it. You got it, guys. Do more stuff like that because it's perfect.
0: Uh, definitely by far the favorite favorite thing about the ghouls is the whole delusion thing. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it turns them into some kind of kind of fun. uh, down low.
1: For sure. But in terms of like an actual serious, like thing that I like in these new cards, um, I guess not specific cards, but just more generally, there's a number of new cards that give a good bonus, but they have a like a minus to go along with it, and mm-hmm. so it's it's a nice way of just balancing some of these cards. Um, so it's like I think the Savage upgrades where you can have you know, it gives you a bonus, but then you like lose a defense die or something. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Make you think about whether that's worth
0: it in your deck or not.
1: How about you? You have any uh, uh, favorite new cards?
0: I, I also tag the Savage upgrades. I just thought they were they're super, they, they're cool because they, um, the pro con that you're talking about, they also give Hunter, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So, adding Hunter as like a side benefit of a card that you might already take, I think is, is pretty cool. It, it, it's like this, you know, maybe it bumps the card cards utility up by like 2% or something like that. I like, I like that little incremental bump. And then I like when, in, with these ones where it gives a bonus, but uh, you know, minus one defense dice. Well, immediately you can look at certain war bands who are like, yeah, they, you know, like Reavers happy with both those. They don't care. Like they're yeah, like, they, only have one defense dice anyway like so they basically have no downside so it benefits a war like that uh and then it hurts like you probably don't want to be giving that to um lady harrow's like they they really like having um more than one defense dice maybe you Mm -hmm. do like maybe i mean plus two speed you can do some pretty saucy things with uh (laughs) lady harrow's banshees on that Uh, but you 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 definitely take you definitely take a a penalty on it so I, i really like what they've done there uh and uh i so i'm I'm with you on that uh and then another thing and i should give credit uh because Amon also pointed this out on his uh podcast uh path to glory i was when he when he brought this up i was like pumping my fist in the air i think i was i was out on a run but i was like kind of cheering <laughs> to myself here uh he called out and i really enjoyed seeing all the old uh fighters showing up on the art on the universals in dire chasm yeah like there's reavers and you know there's there's all all these different uh fight i was like yeah they're still part of the game like they're they're not forgotten they're still part of this and <laughs> Everybody you know, loves uh, yeah it was just fun i i don't i wonder if if players who are just joining are like who are these dudes and like what is this all about <laughs> uh but uh for for people who've been playing it for a while it was fun to have that little callback kind of warm my heart a little bit to see uh sick the... shoulder charging in the yeah oh uh, so. yeah so good so good yes. uh so yeah that was that was uh some of the things i particularly enjoyed about it um that actually uh talking about those savage upgrades uh brings up uh some of the the, the bigger aspect of rotation um sort of a subset but let, let's we'll, we'll get back to the savage upgrades in a second here uh talking about rotation um this this season coincided with the departure of all the Night Vault universals. So that includes uh, the Night Vault universals, the uh, Power Unbound yep. uh, universals, and uh, also some boards in there too. But um, I did the math on this right: mm-hmm. uh, three hundred three cards rotated out, thirty two cards rotated in. Uh, interestingly, this is this is because uh, there were usually what basically we got uh 96 cards in in the dire chasm box um and so we actually got more universals than we normally do anyway but the mm-hmm. net is that we went from a card pool of 557 down to 254 uh which after having done a whole bunch of spreadsheet math to try and figure out exactly i realized that my initial estimate of like yeah i think we're probably about half i spent uh, <laughs> Spent a long time punching numbers in a spreadsheet to find out that we had half of the cards. So But now you um, know. Yeah, now now <laughs> I've confirmed my hypothesis. Uh so right. So we've we've rotated, but uh this is it's a little uh well it's a it's a mixed bag, right? So uh normally what we would see, what we've seen uh from Night Vault and Beastgrave is a bunch of reprints. You see Annihilation again, you see supremacy yeah, and you see now. Yeah. Old one through five, uh, great strength, great fortitude, all that. Those those are not taking up any space in this box. Uh, so, uh, as a veteran player, that's exciting because we've got new toys to play with right out of the gate. Uh, Thirty two brand new cards, brand new universals in the box to to build with. So, uh, and then uh, even for so e- even for uh, players who are new. A lot of these cards kind of occupy a similar space, so you know savage strength, very similar to great strength uh, and so it's it's not like those are it's not like that slot is is totally absent it's it's there and available but uh, uh i I'm pretty excited about that. I wonder, do you think we're gonna see great i mean, what do you think we're gonna see with great strength great great fortitude, great speed are those are those going away? you know what happens next season right
1: yeah yeah i i'd be surprised if we see them go away forever Mm -hmm. um although we might see hold objectives one through five just go away Mm -hmm. um i think we can pretty definitively say that it's probably not worth it as an end phase objective to try and score those Mm-hmm. Um so we might see those rotate out altogether because they've realized there are a lot of cards in a set and they don't really add a whole lot to the game. But I think great strength, great fortitude and great speed all have like they're very generic but they're all very good. Mm-hmm. And I think it we'd lose something in the game if they go away. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if something like a gift set came out and those were all reprinted in that. Um just because like you know it we saw the similar thing with the gift set last year where it had reprints of a few select cards and then a few new cards and i think that could become a very standard sort of thing where they choose to release some of the old cards again as part of a re-release just so that they don't have to come up with a whole new set of cards every time they want to have a like between sets release sure
0: yeah that makes sense and then it would it would kind of restart the timer on those rotating out so all of a sudden because they would have mm-hmm. released during dire chasm season they'd be there for throughout season five as well yeah it makes sense um yeah okay um uh, oh yeah so i said uh, i mentioned that there's kind of a, a a mixed bag um so if you are it's particularly for somebody who's who's building Uh, Well, whatever warband you're building, that that card pool got cut in half. However, there's less overlap than there would have been in seasons past. However, uh, because a lot of the cards specifically deal with Hunter or Corey or Magic, uh, if you don't have or don't want to lean into those things with your warband, your universal pool is actually substantially smaller than that 254 that is uh, very true <laughs> and so i definitely discovered that in my little project of starting to build decks for older warbands like whoo, it is really sparse on the ground here mm-hmm. um and so some of it uh, you know and, and also there's some combo you know like if you don't want to lead into a combo then it gets even even smaller so i um i think uh I think there's some warbands that are really going to be watching for that universal pool to, to fill out again. And you may see the strengths of some of those warbands kind of uh, improve as the season goes on. If they don't have a lot of great infaction um, they're, they're kind of looking for some universals that they can really capitalize on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think we, this is nothing new, right? I mean, we, we tend to see this in every rotation where certain warbands suddenly rise up a whole bunch because they're, you know, whether they just fit better with the universal pool as it now stands, or their in faction cards are good enough to sort of keep them stable, regardless mm-hmm. of what happens in the universal pool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's always good. It's always fun to see the meta change so dramatically, and then things continue to sort of work their way out through the season. Um, I don't know. Keeps things interesting, lets people try out new things.
0: Sure. With respect to this uh, rotation, uh, one of our listeners, Legatus, Gray Heresy, was asking, uh, with each new season, are the older warbands going to be at a disadvantage going forward, or do you think that even with further seasons, season one or even two, uh, can hold their own? And we've talked about it some, I think, later in the season is where they have the better chance to catch up. I think I think the season one warbands suffer the most from from infactions that are, uh, or from a lower percent of infaction that are, that are strong, um, with with a few exceptions, I mm-hmm. think uh, someone will get by on stats or on crazy mechanics. Skaven and Magor's kind of come to mind here. Magore's for stats, and Skaven for having access to some weird strategies of of bringing fighters in. I think that they'll always have some surprising thing. I think there may be some stealth. What's the uh, prey skin mask? There's some <laughs> yeah. stealth builds where you get a prey skin mask on a on a uh, yeah That'll rat be- in the background and stand them standing where someone doesn't want to know or or the uh yeah so um i think the answer that depends on how where you are in that season uh it's interesting to think about so um you think about uh storm sire and his crew how their power level took a hit when a bunch of good magic objectives and gambit spells rotated out right yeah or and upgrades like uh innates and all that sort of thing uh i wonder if you see that happen down the line with hrothgorn uh, if uh a lot of the hunter Quarry rotates out i i don't know that he actually needs to lean on him that heavy um but yeah he, he can really capitalize on those a lot um so i, I wonder if it will be a he'll encounter a similar thing uh or how much hunter Quarry will will stay
1: yeah i, I mean I, i'm sure he will feel maybe like he gets the same kind of hit but i think he, it just means you have to play him differently i think i think like malog he's probably always going to be strong just based on his stats like
0: just because he's a big guy in this game
1: yeah he's always scary he can always hit hard he's he's actually fast unlike malog so (laughs) um so i don't know i mean the weird i don't know this is probably too much of a tangent to really get into here but like malog is still a problem only because he was ever ratted to work you know, differently than <laughs> sure. his raw. So I don't know. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but it is, it is funny that like there's, there's certain changes that, you know, thing, things could even still change um, down the line that like certain war bands can get buffed either through Errata or, or I guess like Sepulchral Guard with, with a, a set that's not really necessarily beneficial to anybody but them um yeah as like a side buff that's like oh by the way spulcro guard here's like 10 new really good cards that only work for you
0: <laughs> sure yeah it's also a good point to bring up because that was kind of a weird spot to, i mean like the the cards but also you know an updated fighter card like it was clear that they're willing to like okay like we'll just do we'll use this sort of side project to also coincidentally kind of give a, a little bump to someone so be interesting to see if any other war bands get that treatment or anything down the line. Yeah. Any more thoughts on rotation there?
1: I don't think so. I think I think yeah. we covered a lot and I think that's uh, there's plenty to cover there.
0: Yeah. Um let's see. I guess I there's so now there there uh another thing we want to talk about was uh formats. There's a number of, of new ones. We don't need to kind of break down all the details of each of them. Um suffice to say there are, there are many formats now. Uh, some of the noteworthy ones is that Arena Mortis has been formalized as an official <laughs> play format. Yeah, um, so it'd be interesting. I'm actually due to play uh, my my brother and his uh, friend out on their island. Uh, I sent them for Christmas Arena Mortis, and we're going to try and play a, a webcam game of it because uh, there's there's always two of them, so it's kind of fun to try and get a three player in. So we'll we'll see how that plays out. But I've I've actually yet to play, so uh, maybe we'll report back on the next one. Cool. Um but them, I mean, on the surface to me, it looks like kind of a cool way to be able to, you know, play with an odd number of players or uh have a multiplayer where everyone's involved. I've I've had a mixed experience with multiplayer uh of the of the core game in the past. So um it seems like they're committed to it. I wonder if we're gonna see, you know, like a a gift pack for Arena Mortis or, or something like that down the line. um How that'll plug in?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think in some ways that might have to depend on how well it takes. Mm, I think, sure. right? At least initially, I think there was some concern that Arena Mortis was kind of just a for fun sort of thing. That like, yeah, whatever. Like, we know it's not balanced, but we're just going to do this for fun. Um, but now that it's like an official format, I feel like maybe they'll try and push it more for maybe like mm. off days on tournaments, weekends or something to be like, oh yeah, and we're going to have a, you know, arena mortis tournament going on as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd do that. I mean, yeah. I inevitably don't make the cut. I'd be happy to, <laughs> you know, throw down with some other people and just uh, just enjoy the company of some cool players. Um, yeah. So yeah, it'd be. I think they've made themselves, I think they've set themselves up a pretty difficult, Road with that, where they're allowing those cards in uh, the the main game as well. So you have to basically every card they make for Arena Mortis, they have to balance in both format. I mean, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Think like that, that seems, could, that seems be, yeah. super challenging. Um, yeah, but I'm here uh, for it though. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, and then the more interesting to me, I think, is the the Vanguard format, and this is basically Warbands and and cards from the current season. Uh, and I think it's just a easy way to sort of shorthand uh, say, it sounds like an introductory uh, format, right? So yeah. people don't have to worry about buying in all the back stuff. Kind of everybody gets on that. And I, I know um, some people on our own, like uh, this was a concern from uh, Eric. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he felt like the only way to be competitive was to, to buy everything. Uh, and, you know, he was kind of turned off by that. But you could do Vanguard events where everyone could kind of, get in and get their games and i i think um i guess cool i think that's that's a seems like a viable option doesn't seem particularly interesting with this early in the season where it's just two war bands and
1: yeah uh, yeah but, and uh, i guess I think, it, so is ahead. i guess since you mentioned it is that so it's it's only the war bands as well or is it just the universal
0: pool is just it's only the war set. bands i i feel like there's a custom format in there where you let anyone bring you know let let people bring any warband but just the currencies and universals i think yeah. would be another another way um it wouldn't be the official but i think that's certainly something i would consider uh trotting out at our store and mm-hmm. then if somebody has their their favorite warband then um uh, they can you know jazz jazz can bring Molog yep. and <laughs> <laughs> uh go go bop some people on the heads um just with Dire Chasm cards instead mm mm-hmm. mhm uh, we actually had a, a question that affect uh, fish mode was saying with, with all the new formats being introduced uh, and then lists a number of them, is the game becoming more difficult to introduce to new players uh, with the understanding Vanguard format helps alleviate the need to buy everything, but it might feel like a uh, rules bloat to, to a new player. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts about that.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if, if it were to the point where, you needed to know the ins and outs of all the game formats to feel like you could play the game then yeah definitely it would be a problem um but i think you know it actually i think gives you sort of stepping stones almost where like you could start with vanguard to just say hey everybody's going to be playing basically on the same you know level playing field there's not going to be somebody who's pulling out you know there's stuff from season one that you've never heard of before um, <laughs> it's just
0: ready for action. what is this? Uh,
1: it's all gonna be the same, and it'll give a nice way to introduce the game and say, hey, this is what everybody's got, This is what we're all playing, which actually is how it was back in the early days of Shadespire, Where everybody sure. had the yeah. same stuff and everybody knew what was going on. So I think that that super helps with, you know, getting new people in. And then from there you say, okay, so we did Vanguard. Well, now we're gonna introduce just one more, release worth of stuff and so here's these other things that you can add in and now we'll play regular championship format which is what most people play and you sort of explain it as that way and saying like this is really what you're trying to build towards because this is what most people are doing and Mm -hmm. by the time you've worked through your vanguard games you probably have a good handle enough that playing championship won't feel intimidating anymore Mm -hmm. and from there you know whether or not you even want to worry about arena mortis or relic um is entirely up to you because i don't think they'll be as popular so it'll be more like do you want to branch out more go ahead do you want to go more the teeth pulling experience of playing relic uh
0: (laughs) i get i get like a stress reaction just thinking about trying to build a deck for relic yeah that's what like uh, two
1: thousand cards or something that you can it's build from uh,
0: it's an awful lot of cards right exactly and you know and just some absurd combinations that have not you know can't even conceive of well and
1: like i don't know like how would you do cut down with relic i don't know we don't need to get into that that's too much but, but
0: um yeah well i saw uh yeah like you said we don't need to get into it so they uh the the 15 you have to have 15 objectives. So somebody, somebody, I, I don't, I can't even. It's, it's just so far beyond me, beyond my ability to comprehend. <laughs> yeah, like impossible geometries, sort of, you know, elder gods, sort of thing that uh, I can't wrap my head around. Anyway, yeah. um, uh, but no, I, I think, uh, I, I can see the concern. Certainly, if you didn't know anything about it and didn't know anybody else playing the game, and you got on, and you saw that there was. Grand skirmishes and grand battles and grand clashes and uh, you know mm-hmm. and, uh, lots of different formats. It, it might feel intimidating, but I think as soon as you've got a, a experienced player who can be like, "Hey, don't worry about all that. Here's here's what here's what you need to uh, pay attention to." I think I think it trims down pretty quick. So yeah, um, yeah, you can think of it as kind of a shorthand for variant. These are some of these are variants that people are doing anyway. You know, mm-hmm. um, so uh yeah well i feel like there's been one great big speculation sowed already <laughs> <laughs> now we're at the part of the notes where i wrote down the word speculation yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> we we got asked by a couple of folks uh beheaded Bulgor, which is a sweet name um uh, what kind of non-warband expansions can be released in this season uh is so like terrain which we have seen before uh, and what kind of additional playstyles might we see, like uh, like Arena Mortis? Like, might they release yet another uh, variation? Uh, and then uh, Travis uh, was asking for any guesses or speculations about the upcoming faction releases. So let's start with uh, Beheaded Bulgor. Um, you got any thoughts on what we might see non warband wise? You already mentioned Gift Pack. Um, yeah.
1: I mean,. I mean so so if we do get another gift pack which i'd actually be i'd be okay with i mean
0: yeah get, you know what i like that play mat i like the tokens i that, that yeah. felt like kind of a fun thing and i I know there's some fussing about the the cards in there but i, I wouldn't mind seeing that it yeah seems cool
1: yeah and I, I mean i think getting more than just new cards is actually kind of cool um sometimes you know if if it's just like hey here's another card pack it's sort of like oh cool i get to chase the like couple competitive cards that i want or whatever Mm -hmm. um or the ones that fit my play style um and i don't really get anything else out of all these new cards um by having a sort of packed up deal where maybe you get another board and some cards and some token you know it's like hey if you don't have this kind of stuff already some of these things can be kind of nice just to have to help you with some of the you know, organization of the play space. Cause it kind of sure. is easy to have stuff kind of get out of hand if you're not really keeping oh, yeah. track of where everything should go on the table.
0: Yeah. I distinctly remember the first tournament I went in, uh, to was late in the game. So I think my, my, uh, cards in hand were very similar to the cards that were left in the deck. And I think at one point I accidentally picked up the objectives from my, uh from like get to be drawn I was, I was like what my whole turn has been for and I'm like oh no I, I had to explain to my opponent like man i just picked up the wrong like yeah yeah like, shuffle and cut or whatever like i but you know it was it was because i didn't have a it was so early in the game i didn't have any clear organization thing and mm-hmm. uh, now i have things to do it for me
1: <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah so. well so so i mean so we probably can expect to see some sort of other release of like something to buy whether it's terrain or a gift pack or something but what do you think about would would we really see another play style and i guess just to make sure that we were thinking about it alliance is actually another play style that we didn't even talk about previously yeah
0: oh yeah what if there was something that leaned into that like somehow no it's maybe too crazy i don't know (laughs) something that played across the alliances there was uh there was a grand avatar variant that was in white dwarf uh,
1: uh yeah where did that come out i don't know we will have or, to or, consult uh, our uh,
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was in our in our uh dark times um where <laughs> we were <laughs> so. both kind of out of the loop we'll consult yeah. our uh, lore master and he'll let us know what all the things are that came out that we need to know about <laughs> sure but uh to that, I mean that's how we saw Arena Mortis, right? It was a, it was a, originally like a minor variant, but it's no guarantee that it'll become something because uh, you know, the uh uh Glass Mad Gargant was a variant that just yeah. remained a, a, a little variant. Um I guess there's there's the uh there's a possibility of that starter, like a side starter, like they, they did
1: with um Yeah. Here. Yeah, some I, some I, other I war keep bands
0: uh, no, I'm trying to think of dreadfane, another, dreadfane. Yeah, I kept coming up with direkism. Finally, had to go look at the corner of the. <laughs> we have two shadespire boxes, a nightfall box, and a dreadfane box, all stacked on top of each other. Um, so there's that possibility. There's, I mean, there, who knows? Like a more arena mortis. I don't know. So there, there's there's <laughs> a few different ways they could go. I I would be surprised if they released a whole new like I think if they're committing to arena mortis being a thing. Uh, I'd be surprised if they made yet uh, another one, uh, another variant uh, that was an actual release. We may still see him in White Dwarf and such. Yeah. Uh, what about Warbands? Well, we we know a few things, right? We know Kagras Ravagers. We've seen all of them. We've seen a card for them. Yeah. Um, I like them. Um, Slaves to Darkness, Chaos Warriors, kind of Warband, and a really gnarly, withered-looking sorceress who apparently can become the leader um yeah that's doesn't true. seem to like her sister very much <laughs> <laughs> judging by the one card we've seen um another four fighter you...
1: yeah
0: she makes the yeah, first yeah, three I... are all four fighters oh, that's, that's pretty crazy I... I like that what do you think what's your uh what do you think for uh you i'll leave the lizards to you what are you what are you hoping for what would you
1: uh well i i mean i would love for there to be a croxagore or crush or how i don't know however you want to say it um but uh i would love to see one of those guys in there as like a big beat stick to go along with the skinks and you know in the lore that actually makes sense because skinks are the ones who like tell the big dumb crocodiles what to do um but i think what we'll more likely see will probably so we know we've got the priest he's probably going to be the leader We've got Mm -hmm. a chameleon. There'll probably be like two or three like little just blowpipe or uh, spear skinks that are just kind of your chaff guys. And then probably one. Lizard
0: Taurosh and Lizard Narvia.
1: Yep. There you go. Probably no (laughs) shields on them either. Uh, And then. Put them on your back and forget about it. Yeah. uh, (laughs) One dodge, two life. Um, (laughs) but, But then you'll probably see one Saurus who gets to go in and be your big choppy guy in yeah. terms of like mechanics and how they'd play i have no idea because like there's so many different things that sorus do in regular uh age of sigmar that like i don't know like are you gonna bring in somehow the teleporting and stuff that they do or are you gonna try and like oh, yeah, have summoning thing. like what i don't even know it could be yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff so i mean we've seen wolf riders we could see a cold one rider in there maybe? Yeah. we could we could we could even see the weird like monsters and stuff that hang out oh sure right right skinks and stuff so a swarm there's so many possibilities
0: yeah it seems cool i i can see their their motivation for going in like they i mean i think that's a pretty easy easy uh, uh warband motivation to write as well yeah. um Smarter people than me have deciphered the other symbols that we're seeing. <laughs> I think I've, I've, the most common I've seen is uh, vampires, which I don't totally get from the silhouette. It looks kind of dark elfy, but the symbol maybe doesn't, doesn't look very Elven, so I'll, I'll buy vampires.
1: Yeah, uh, Something
0: something orky, uh, something that's clearly Osiarch, Bone Reapers, yep. and something that has to be Ideneth.
1: Um, I think so. Some people think that it's more of the... Uh, um, what are they called? New High Elves.
0: <laughs> they're not. That's oh, not what they're more called. Lumina?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some mm. of them. Somebody. Some people have I've seen speculating that that symbol is uh, more of them, I but guess, I I think it's okay. Idneth.
0: Sure. I guess there's other Elementary temples that are yet to be seen. So that that could be. Maybe that's season five. Mm. A new could be. Uh, just to get way out there, I, I after seeing... And, you know, I have not played Warcry in a long, long time, but those Canite Shadowstalkers look really cool, and I'd really like to see a warband of them at some point.
1: That would be sweet. I mean, yeah. I think just playing Dark Elves or any of the other like older order factions would be cool, um, and mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of due, because now, if all of these guesses are correct, which I think they probably are, then... Yeah. The uh um the free cities are like one of the only AOS armies that doesn't have representation in uh, uh yep. underworlds yet. So
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, seems that'd be fun. Seems pretty likely. Have like one of each race, like have a dark elf and have a dwarf, and have sure. a human and
0: dispossessed in there. Yeah.
1: That'd be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um call back to earlier in the episode, we mentioned speculating on who if, if there was a uh cross but hunger who would that be i mean
1: yeah i mean so if, if it is vampires i think it's got to be vampires right because sure, they right. are gonna be wanting blood um i mean i i am also in agreement that that that's probably the least convincing one like people are saying vampires because i think it's got like some fangs and stuff and sort of a bat like skeletal face which i can see it but it Mm. could very easily be something else and i wouldn't be shocked sure um but but there's also lots of people speculating that like vampire pirates are gonna be a thing in aos soon i don't know where that's coming from but evidently that's also (laughs) a thing so they people are saying well look these two points it's obviously a line um so I don't know. But I think yeah. I think they would be the hunger. I I guess you could also have it for bone splitters, but I think it's maybe less likely. Mm, Just sure. But cuz I don't know. Their whole thing is wanting to kill big stuff, not necessarily.
0: Oh yeah, maybe maybe they're the maybe the warband that brings uh Hrothgorn and Malog in check.
1: <laughs> yeah. They they have like super primacy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah. All right um well well I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know how much people want to listen to uh random guesses about future people who have not been playing the game very much try to <laughs> read, read the tea leaves uh but uh well so i think we'll we'll, we'll wrap that up there sure. uh, is there anything anything you want to talk about about this uh season that we haven't hit yet
1: well i think i think for for just the starter box for just general overview no i think we're good we talked all about a whole bunch of stuff yeah. but i
0: i am excited to talk the uh, the factions yeah um with you coming up here at some point um I, I again had a lot of fun with them i i really like i really like dire Chasm so far yeah it's been very fun so some of that is just being happy to be back and playing the game a little bit too so
1: but, definitely yeah. a good feeling <laughs> sure it'll be um, an even better feeling when we can play games in person again
0: oh yeah right yes all the stuff that i definitely definitely painted with all this uh, oh yeah well i
1: haven't exactly had a ton of free time but you know no <laughs>
0: um but uh i do need i've got uh yeah yeah I, i've got some i'm I'm excited to, to get some paint on these uh dread pageant so nice um but that will uh that will move us to the outro i think so uh thanks very much for listening i'm sorry we haven't been there uh, we're very glad to have you back. Uh, listening, thank you for your patience, and and thank you, actually, a big thank you. A uh, number of people reached out during during our, our downtime just to kind of check in, make sure we're we're doing okay, and I I really uh, I was kind of touched by that. I really appreciate that, that from from. Uh, Various people, if I popped in or, or all that sort of thing, so that that was that was very cool, yeah, of, uh, you and you know who you are and and it's much appreciated. Uh, thanks also to the people who are still on the the Patreon. We have a we have a uh, Patreon for the Mortal Realms Network, and we've had some people who've persisted to give to our network in the in the meantime, and that's that's been very much appreciated too. Um, you can get in touch with us. We are on Twitter at, at wthcast or whatthexcast at gmail uh, you can go to themortalrealms.com to check out all of our stuff. There's some uh, apparel available there if you want. Uh, if you want to check out, if you're a Warcry aficionado or you want to dip your toe in, we got some some cool cats doing uh, Dogs of Warcry over there. They're still uh, producing content. There's been some uh, AOS background stuff. If you want to just uh, figure out what's, you, you know, kind of, if this is your only exposure to the, the background of AOS is this game and you want to know more. Uh, check it out. Uh, if you're Max, you could learn that uh, Grave is a mountain. That way, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So once again, thanks, thanks to all of you. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're, hope you're doing well out there. Um, and we'd, we'd uh, love to hear from you. We're, we're happy to be back. Uh, we can't make any promises about uh, frequency or anything like that. Uh, but again, our, our planned next stuff is going to be uh, some of that dread pageant and purifiers coverage. Phil, any last words.
1: No I think that that covers it very well very well started all, right.
0: all right our uh, recommended listening for this episode is war inside me Benjamin Todd uh, for what the heck siban Davy and this is Phil <laughs>
1: an episode together again yeah. uh,
0: unbelievable i've been uh i still have the remnants of this game that i've played here um at one point it had uh slake slash squaring off against quiv slake slash <laughs> is a really tall map model it's it's kind of a hilarious uh match up here <laughs>